This is Good Better Broker, a podcast from UWM. With a background in engineering, it's no surprise that Jason Checo is hyper-focused on perfecting the loan process for his clients and his loan officers. In this episode of Good Better Broker, you'll find out how Jason has his company thriving in a challenging market. He'll explain how to make your business more efficient by analyzing every facet of it. Episode 40 of Good Better Broker is coming up. This information is provided to mortgage professionals only and is not intended for or authorized for consumer distribution. The views expressed by guests are their own and do not necessarily represent the views of United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast series do not constitute legal or other professional advice or endorsements of any kind. Welcome back to Good Better Broker. We are pleased to be joined by Jason Checo. He is the president of Lending Heights based in Pittsburgh. Jason, welcome to the show. Thanks, Justin. Uh, I listen to this podcast a lot, so I'm honored and excited to be here. Well, we are thrilled to have you here with us in the studio. Uh, A bit about you before we get going. Uh, You've been in the business now for over 10 years. Uh, You have an engineering degree from Penn State, so not a mortgage guy by trade. Uh, and in 2021, you did 200 million in volume. In 22, it was 700 units for 150 million in volume. So uh, business is certainly going well. And, and for you, I mentioned the engineering background. Uh, that definitely plays a role in the way you you do your business as a mortgage broker, doesn't it? Absolutely. I mean, emphasis on the Penn State part. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, it absolutely does. So you know, numbers are numbers. Um, and I found that when I got into the industry. I mean, I graduated from Penn State December of 2000. 2010, January of 2011, I was in mortgages. So I jumped right out of schooling, going through all the formal training about processes and things of that sort, mechanical engineering with an emphasis of manufacturing processes. And I jumped right in and started in sales, but then started to realize this is a manufacturing process and this can get better and better and smoother and smoother. And with that comes better experience and price and all that stuff across the board. All right. You said the buzzword and that is process. And speaking of you told me this when we were chatting about the the podcast before this. Process is your process. So as you look for new and innovative ways to make the loan process faster and better for your clients, explain what you're looking at. Sure. So everyone can say, I've got a loan clear to close in 14 days, right? That's easy. But how did you achieve it? And you have to break it down to its more small components is what we do in our office, right? So we're looking at, okay, great. Once a loan officer finishes the loan, it goes into our process. How fast are disclosures going out? From when a loan goes from the disclosure desk into the intake to the you know processors that are working on getting documents and things of that sort, that small segment of the process. From when a loan goes into underwriting and when it comes back out, that step of the process. How many times are we doing touches? Now, once a loan's cleared to close, how fast is it going from cleared to close to docs out and docs out to docs signed? Things like that. So we really make it a big emphasis to try to break it down to its most simple components. So then you can measure them, right? And you can kind of figure out all right, why did this loan take 25 days to get cleared to close? And why did this one take seven and things of that sort? All right. So you just got pretty granular for us, but I want you to, I want you to zoom out for just a second. Sure. And when you're talking about maximizing efficiency through, through some of those different components and facets of the loan process, what does that mean to you and your business? And how has it helped the team at Lending Heights grow? Sure. No downtime, right? I think downtime is a killer in this industry. So we've all seen it. And, you know, just from a real macro standpoint, I've seen this phenomenon happen where when people are slower, more mistakes happen, 
right? And so when someone's busy, our processes are hustling, you know, they have 30 loans each during the refi boom and things are going crazy. They're a well-oiled machine. You know, it's kind of like a, a big block V8, right? When it's sitting there idling, you're like, is this thing even going to go? You know, it's, it's struggling. It's barely sucking in air. It's, you know, it sounds like it's going to stall out. But then when it's full throttle, you're, you're just amazed. It's a crazy thing. And I see that happening in our industry too, like in, in our office. So, we try to keep people away from downtime. So that's hard when loan volume's down. So we try to find to get, you know, get people other tasks, get people to go back into their loans, do things. So if a processor's sitting there, you know, quote unquote, twiddling their thumbs or somebody in the process doing that, we'll say, all right, hey, what else can you do? You know, can you get cross-trained? Can you do this? Can you go back into old files? Can you make things better? So downtime is a killer. All right. So if you haven't picked up on this already, Jason is a pretty sharp guy. So it should come as no surprise to our listeners that uh, you are leaning into technology and cutting edge technology more specifically uh, to make your business more efficient. How are you doing it and what are you using? Sure. So from a idea standpoint, we, we have predictive analytics that we've built. So a lot of times you know, loan officers will have a assigned processor, right? So if I have my one processor that I know and trust, and for some reason I get super busy and that happens to be a shared processor, now we can't control the load on that processor and how much they're getting and things of that sort with not only loan amounts, but loan quality and difficulty of loan, right? So we're starting to do a lot of just with Google, with Excel and basic things, doing a point system and starting to understand where, okay, hey, this processor is worth 500 points, right? And when a easy UWM loan comes in. That's a refinance, appraisal waiver, W2. That's worth maybe 10 points or so, right? So that goes to their kitty and they say, okay, great. Now this 500 loan processor or 500 point processor now has 490 points available. But then the next one comes in and it's a manufactured home, 203K renovation loan. That's, you know, self-employed borrower, all the hard things that come in. That might come in with a point system of 75 or 100, right? So now we add that to that processor and now they know, okay, great. They're getting to a limit, but it might not be 20 loans is their limit. It's three, 400 points is their limit. And then you can really start to throttle back service levels and understand, okay, great. If we, you know, work backwards from these things, then we know our service will be more consistent. Our processors will be more happy. In turn, our loan officers are happy. In turn, the client, they get the best experience and the client is happy at the end of the day. As far as technology, we're starting to build out monday.com. That's a big one that we use. Um, we use Excel a lot. And the one secret that I always tell people that no one ever utilizes is your Office 365. If you have a Microsoft subscription, if you actually log on online, there are so many crazy tools on there, like Forms, Power Automate, going into Teams, going into all these other crazy databases in the background that, yeah, I have an engineering background, but I'm not good at programming. It's drag and drop. You can really say, okay, great. I want my Microsoft, uh, you know, Outlook to talk to Teams when this happens on this thing. And it's literally drag and drop, you know, easy icons, execute and go. And that's really changed our business a lot, just using that whole suite. You know, not just in mortgages, but in business overall, a lot of people are looking into and now using AI, artificial intelligence, machine learning. Uh, what are you guys doing to that extent? Chat GBT. <laughs> and I joke because it's a brand new thing, but we've been using that a lot lately, right? So I don't know if you've heard of this. It's a pretty new thing that's just come out and it's an AI online where you can, you know, type away and do the, you know, type in and it gives you stuff back. We've been throwing ideas at chat GPT and it comes back with stuff and it sparks ideas internally. It's not giving us what it is, but we're looking at it like, huh, good idea, chat. Let's, uh, let's throw another one at you, you know? And even with just writing and, and recruiting and all those different types of things, when you write something, you throw it in there and spits it back out to you in a different, you know, format or organization. You go, all right, I like the way this works. So ChatGPT is a big one. And um, again, just Microsoft's Office, those suites we're using for AI. I wouldn't call it, you know, AI per se, 
but it's more of just like predictive analytics. And there's still a human component that has to look at it and stay on top of it. You know, our budgets aren't huge, so we can't go crazy with it. But we try to push hard to, you know, make the software and make our process as a service. All right. Back to process again. I'm going to mention that a few more times before we're done here. Uh, you're really big and, and put a big emphasis on getting your your people, your LOs and the other people in your shop, uh, better at smaller parts of the loan process. Explain the, the approach that you guys take with that and why it's important. Sure. It's almost counterintuitive, right? So if you want to be efficient, standard people think in the industry, all right, I have to have a jack of all trades. I pay one person, they can do 15 different tasks. But at the end of the day, what suffers from that? And to a point, that works. It depends on the size of your shop and how, how things run in your shop. But if you're looking to scale, you have to get people at to become experts of smaller part of the process, right? So I don't want a processor who's an expert on secondary markets or the pricing desk and also into CDs, right? So I'll give you an evolution how it works. When we were smaller, it was we had myself disclosing all the loans. I was an expert. I was really good. Our processors would do all the process part of it. And then our processors would also balance and do CDs. So then we realized if we want to scale, what do we do? You know, we did the natural thing. We created a closer, right? So we took the CDs out of the processor's hand and went to the closer. So it's compartmentalizing a lot of things and making it so that every single person is an expert at what they're at. And to keep them an expert, you know, that comes kind of goes hand in hand with cross training a little bit, right? So it's, again, it kind of sounds a little counterintuitive, but if our appraisal desk can train a closer how to order an appraisal, then we know that the appraisal desk knows their stuff, right? And then if there's ever an issue where for some reason the last person alive is the closer, they can order the appraisal, you know, things like that. And that plays into the cyclical nature of the business. And you've been in it long enough to know how this works. And for anybody who's only been in it for the last couple of years, they know how it works as well, Jason. So how does that structure that you just went over help with the very cyclical nature of the industry? Downtime, like we talked about, and cross-training. They go side-by-side, right? So even if we cross-train somebody, you know, say the appraisal desk, we cross-train them how to do CDs. It sounds really counterintuitive, but when they understand more of the process, you know, they get better at their job too. So during the downtimes, you know, we spend the time instead of just cutting down hours or saying like, hey, you know, work 30 hours a week, not 40. Say, hey, put your 40 in, but start cross-training and really start to, you know, learn more about other aspects of it. Because even if you never use it, just a bigger understanding of the full picture, you say, oh, now I understand why I do this one little thing, this part of the process, because it affects four other people down the process. You call this flattening the curve, essentially, right? Yeah. Taking up some of those some of those waves that we're used to seeing. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's just taking the area of the curve or the area underneath the curve and making it smaller all day long. And then that way, things are a lot more stable. Um, you know, there's a lot less slack or downtime and the duty cycle stays at 100% the whole way through. So you're big on capitalizing on your, your team's strengths. How would you say this extends to the way you recruit and hire? Because I know that you're, you're always looking to hire LOs as well. Yeah, we, we started saying, and we see that's becoming really helpful, is our process is a service, right? So when we're out there recruiting, when you're scaling and talking to other people, a lot of times what happens is a lot of it just goes back to the LO, right? We're LOs, we're control freaks. We understand we want to make sure it's perfect. It's our name at the end of the line. We're signing everything. We're, you know, we're making sure that we get the referrals, all those different types of things. So showing, and it's almost backwards too. When I show somebody our process, they're kind of like, Everyone always tells me this, right? So they say, if I come here and submit a loan, you're telling me I don't have to do this, 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 and this. Everyone always tells me that. And then, you know, when I submit a loan, the processor forgets to order a title or the appraisal was missed or some homeowner's insurance mortgagee clause wasn't put on there correctly, whatever. So what we do is in recruiting, we really put hardcore numbers on paper and show them and say like, hey, look, this is our average, you know, like last month, our loans were cleared to close on average 8.2 days prior to closing. And then, you know, you got to 
you got to anchor that and show them, okay, great. What does that mean? Well, this means that the LO was actually only in the file for 3.4 hours over the you know last 25 days, showing you how little of work they actually did on this loan to get it cleared to close eight days prior to closing. So the high level question, it's really hard to show people we have the best process because everyone's always saying that or tell people we have the best process. But when we show them, it blows their mind. And then when they come in, it's the worst thing that could possibly happen. And it keeps me up at night is I tell somebody one thing and another thing happens, right? So they come in and they said, hey, I told you so. Your process isn't as good as you said it was. That makes me cringe. I'm getting goosebumps thinking about that. I dislike that strongly, right? Um, but on the flip side, when they do come in, they're like, holy crap, that was amazing. You know, that's what, you know, really shows as, as process as a service. And then they can spend more time getting more loans, especially in a time like this, building relationships and all that. It's critical. You have to spend every single second you possibly can bringing a business, not worrying about if your current loans are going to close. And to tie this all together, I need to ask you about uh, something it says on one of your social media platforms right there on your LinkedIn. I checked this out before we started recording. It says, I have set out to design the absolute best place for a loan officer to work. How much of that is tied to what you just described, that process? 100% of it. Process is the foundation, right? So if you're going to try to build a skyscraper, you can't build it on sand, right? So sales, it takes time and effort to be in the sales, like I kind of said before, right? So if we can build a process that loan officers can trust, it builds confidence. One, it build it on a business owner side, it makes things cheaper. Two, it makes our other employees, the, the processors and all that happy because they're not overutilized working at 110%. And three, it makes our LOs happy because they can sell and get more loans and trust the process, get more loans and that's the name of the game, get more loans, right? <laughs> at the end of the day. So it is paramount to have an amazing process so that it builds trust, which builds confidence, which then builds success. Well, we're glad you didn't pursue that degree in uh, engineering and become a mechanical engineer. Who knows, you could have been building uh, spaceships for NASA, but now you're uh, you're building out a, a mortgage company that continues to be on the cutting edge. So Jason, we appreciate you sharing your insights with us. Great to have you. My pleasure. Thanks again. To make sure you never miss an episode, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review. And look for another new episode coming your way two weeks from now with more expert advice from independent mortgage brokers around the country. I'm Justin White. We'll see you next time on Good Better Broker.